You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Welcome back to another episode, or welcome for the first time if you are just listening. Over 500 episodes, and don't worry because there's going to be at least 500 more. So excited that you're here, whether it is the first time or a repeat listener. We're talking today about seeking arrangements. I found it interesting that I'm just finally talking about this topic and I'm doing it with uh, an interviewee. His name is Stuart Norman. And we're talking about how to succeed on seeking arrangements. I think one of the reasons why I never really talked about it is because it is a known as a sugar daddy, sugar baby type of site, right? Where you find women who are interested in being paid allowances to then be your girlfriend. And you guys do some sort of arrangement where you are paying her to be your girlfriend or for sex. So it's a very interesting website and mainly about transactions. But what's interesting is Stuart here is saying that, no, seeking arrangements is not about the transaction. But there are women on there who are actually of pretty high quality and attractive who they don't need to be paid off. And it doesn't have to be a website where you're paying women. Of course, you pay for the actual site to use it. But it doesn't have to be about being a sugar daddy. It can be actually a place to do normal dating. So he discusses that and he actually teaches what you can do to be able to attract women on this website without having to pay them. Pretty interesting. And I have to say, it is some mind-blowing stuff because I actually never knew that that was a thing. I kind of heard about it, but I thought it was definitely more about that. And of course, it is, right? You go on there and you're going to see a lot of women who are looking for that. But he's telling us that there are places on this website where you are finding women who are not interested in that. Of course, it's not always that simple, right? You can do online dating, you can meet women online, but eventually you do have to do a virtual date or an in-person date. You eventually are going to be talking to them and you're going to be in person with them if it works out. If you feel that you still struggle with how to kill it on dates and make a date turn into a second date and make sure that you're building attraction with these high quality women that you are meeting and these attractive women that you might be meeting on seeking arrangements, if you feel that you still struggle with that, of course, I do have a solution for you. You can work with me. We can do coaching together. I do one-on-one coaching where you and I are doing weekly calls and you get to text me all throughout the week. A lot of guys have been applying lately. And I think it's because that there is just a lot of help that is needed, especially with what's going on in the world. And things just are changing every day in terms of the landscape. You know, I'm going to interrupt myself here. It's really interesting. So I was talking to a Gen Z and he was saying to me that now everyone's meeting virtual. I know that sounds kind of obvious, but it blew my mind because he said, no, 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 we meet virtually. We have relationships virtually. He was even asking me a question like, how do I get into a relationship with this girl? I haven't even met her yet. And it just blew my mind because it was like, "What? why are you trying to get into a relationship with a woman that you haven't met yet? So this is just crazy how this is happening these days, that people are so caught up with meeting virtually they don't meet in person. And let me just tell you, from a millennial to a Gen Z to anyone else listening, 
You got to make sure that you meet up with them in person. That's where it all happens. You can talk to a girl all day long, text her all day long, video chat, FaceTime with her all day long, and it still doesn't create the real connection that it does in person. And you, and he, by the way, he said this, and he took the words out of my mouth because I was going to say it to him. He even told me that, you know, it's a lot different when you finally met a girl in person after they've been talking for a while, that the connection just wasn't there. And it's like, yes, of course, it's not there because you, you don't, well, you just don't know if it's there until you meet in person. That's my point here. So anyways, I digress. Going back to what I was saying, if you need help with when you finally do meet a woman in person and how to build attraction through that process, the, the old school process of... <laughs> it's funny I'm saying that, right? Old school of finally meeting in person, I can help you with that. So go to coachedbytrip.com and you can apply today where you and I can focus on that and work on that to make sure that you're getting lots of dates and succeeding in lots of dates, which means you're getting second dates and third dates and finding a woman that you actually want to be with or just having a casual lifestyle with women that you choose. And I want you to be the chooser. That's the whole point. Go to coachedbytrip.com. Okay, why don't we dive into it? Here's my interview that I just did with Stuart Norman on Seeking Arrangements. Hey, Stuart. Good to have you on the podcast, man. How's it going? Yeah, g'day, mate. How's it going? Yeah, not too bad over here where I am in Perth, WA. Nice, nice. Well, for the guys who don't know who you are, why don't you explain who you are, what you're all about, and why we're going to be talking about some very interesting topics today. Yeah, it might be a bit uh, controversial for some. Okay, uh, my name's Stuart. I host a channel called Communicate with Confidence. And basically, uh, the main goal of my channel and I suppose my my business as well is to help men communicate more effectively with women, and I guess how to communicate, how to negotiate more effectively with them by understanding the subtext behind any conversation that you have with them. So, one of the main examples I use, I'm sure a lot of your a lot of your listeners out there might be uh, you know familiar with this, is like say if you I don't know get in trouble with not putting your laundry in the uh, you know, in the laundry basket at the end of the night. Generally speaking, if you get in trouble for that and the and the girl starts uh, yelling at you and yeah, like getting uh, upset with you for not doing that, it's rarely about the laundry and it's more about how much you care about the relationship and and the subtext behind you not throwing the laundry in the laundry basket. Just stuff that's like simple like that that people don't seem to understand. So um, I think the subtext behind any conversation is a lot more important than what's actually being said. And how people are saying things is a lot more important than what is actually being said, the words that are actually being said. Got it. Okay. So how did you get started in all of this? Well, I suppose that needs uh, some sort of uh, yeah Batman origin story, I guess. I think the way I got into this uh, initially was it stems from my my own experience with how my own parents communicated with one another and how poorly they communicated with one another. So I, I think if we go, if we roll back all the way to my childhood, that's where it would stem from. Um, two people, I, I look, I'm not going to say anything about my folks. I love my folks very much and they were great parents and everything like that. But there was definitely a misunderstanding that carried on throughout uh, their relationship with one another. And I think that affected me and my brother quite a fair bit. Like we saw what happens when people just completely misunderstand one another. 
even though they've been living with one another for decades. And I took that into my uh, relationship with my, uh, with my now ex-wife. And I think I was, I've been married. I was married for 16 years. I was with the same girl for 16 years. And while you have your ups and downs and I eventually um, got divorced, I think one thing that I would say about my ex-wife now is that luckily I managed to find someone who is a very rational and reasonable human being. And through good standards of communication, which we had developed over the time of our relationship, we were able to negotiate a very amicable divorce between the two of us. So it's something that I hold very uh, important in every, uh, in any relationship that I come on, not just romantic relationships, but relationships with your, fer- with your friends, family, everybody, because I think it helps you set a standard for yourself and helps you understand where somebody else is coming across so you can build empathy for the other person. But also, it helps you communicate your boundaries better to the other person, what you're willing to put up with and what you're not willing to put up with. So that's my, that's my little Batman story. So where story, are you now? You know? <laughs> so what, what, what are you doing now? Okay, so right now I run... Uh, my business is Communicate with Confidence. Uh, I have a, like how did you get to that place? Yeah, how did I get to that place? I started off uh, being in finance and accounting. That's my background. But then I slowly over time realized that that wasn't really my core passion. My core passion is dealing with people and learning the, the psychology behind human dynamics and uh, human communication with one another. I'm, I'm fascinated with people and how, how they interact with one another. So that led me to probably the topic that we're going to be talking about today. That led me to after I got divorced, as a 40-year-old man, I, that I began my journey uh, in, in the current dating world, which was very foreign to me because I hadn't dated anybody except my wife for 16 years. So the environment was very different from when I grew up. And dealing with online dating as it currently is, uh, proved to be quite a challenge, I would say. And eventually, I stumbled across uh, the platform Seeking Arrangements, which is uh, traditionally known, I think by most people, it's colloquially known as a sugar dating platform. But uh, the way I approached it was quite differently. I didn't want to pay the women any money. I, I don't believe in you know paying for prostitutes or whatever kind of thing. So the, the way I wanted to do it was to see if I could use what I'd learned. Um, I'd done some POA and some pickup uh, training and everything like that. And using what I'd also learned in uh, game and seduction and everything, I wanted to see if I could get these girls to forget about the upfront allowances that are usually associated with dating sugar babies and just get them to date me in a more traditional and normal way. And so in the end, I ended up uh, writing a book about my... <laughs> My experiences called seeking, uh, called here be dragons, and yeah, he's he's where I am now. A, a coaching business, I guess, sprang from that. What do you coach exactly? Okay, so my main coaching, I would say, if I was to uh, say what I mainly coach, I, I help guys who are having troubles with, yeah, ne- negotiating effectively with women. And when I say negotiating, I don't just mean. I don't just mean like on a financial basis. The whole idea of using seeking arrangements is more of a vehicle to 
to help guys realize that uh, if you can, if you do the right thing and, you, and if you learn the right skills, because it really is uh, like using game and, you know, and pick up and all the skills that are usually associated with learning the art of seduction, that's just another, like, another skill set. It's another tool in your tool belt. And it, it really does all revolve around communication and being able to negotiate your needs uh, effectively. And so the whole idea of seeking arrangements was to basically give the guys evidence that they could at least make contact with very pretty girls. And then depending on how you conducted yourself during the, during the dates, uh, that would lead to a successful outcome for the night or not. So really, it's, it's not about the money per se, on, uh, with these girls. It was, it was always about what the money represented to the girls. Um, I mean, I think that's one thing that has to be... So explain uh, that a little bit. Yeah, okay. So one thing that became very obvious during the whole uh, process of like going on dates with uh, girls who, who were ostensibly sugar babies and that I'd met from uh, seeking arrangements was that, yes, some of them quite a fair few of them, it has to be said, are interested in just money. Like they are literally kind of like on the bones of their eyes. This is a job for them. Yeah, uh, well, um, there wasn't that many. And the ones that were like that were spotted quite easily. And you knew that they were um, more or less just covert escorts. And they're the ones that you couldn't deal with on any kind of meaningful way. So those ones were always avoided. But there are a significant percentage of the girls on there who are just from speaking to them and dating them and everything. It's really that they've become uh, disenchanted with uh, their experiences with men so far. And so they've gone on the website almost as if it's some, some sort of like fallback position. So hopefully they can find like a higher quality guy, inverted commas. So it was, it's not about the money per se. It's about what money represents to them, so safety, security, stability, having options, and all that kind of stuff. But if you can give the girls that and make them feel as though, like even if you can, if you can give them that, then the money just kind of like disappears out of the equation altogether. And all that can take sometimes is just listening to them and actively listening to them while they're talking, because a lot of these girls just have never experienced a guy who will actually sit down and actually listen to them talk. And it's, it's that's of, it. Yeah. Just listening to them. Hmm. It's wow. Qu- yeah, it's quite. It was. It was like when when that became the revelation that hey, hang on a sec. These are uh, you know, all these girls. Quite a fair few. All the girls that I went on had just had bad experiences with men, and all you really had to do is give them a more pleasant experience. And the whole money side of things, the money equation, just yeah, it just disappeared out of the equation. And that was quite a revelation that I think every guy needs to know because it's really up to the guy. It's really about up to the guy to develop the skills in order to communicate effectively with women and understand what their needs are from like a, you know, a, a, quite a basic level when you think about it because we all want to be understood. We all want to be heard. And if you can give them that, then you don't have to give them money, basically. That's basically what it all is about in a nutshell. So can you make under $100,000 a year and still be successful in seeking arrangements? I'd say that you're 
audience is probably um, younger than mine, but I don't honestly think that, no, I don't think that you have to be rich and you don't really have to be an older person because I'm 45, just for reference. I've been told I look about 35. That's just, I suppose it's just my genes. Man, I, I guess I'm in shape and everything like that. But in terms of like, uh, do you need to be rich? Not really. I mean, you do have to have, you, you can't be like dead broke because it does cost money. The, the, the entry into seeking arrangements is on the higher side. I wouldn't say it's like ridiculously high. I think in Australia, where I, where I am, it's about $130 a month. But yeah, you, I think it's around 70 or 80 in US. Yeah, yeah. Like that, from what I've heard, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not like ridiculously uh, over-the-top expensive in comparison to, uh, I don't know how much, uh, God, it's been ages since I've been on or Tinder or anything like that. But I know that the premium version of that is like uh, reasonably expensive. But uh, I guess the point I'm trying to make is the fact that if you're able to pay that, that $70 a month, it kind of like establishes you, you're like pre-selected, so to speak. You're pre-qualified in the eyes of the girls because not every guy will be able to afford to spend $70 a month, you know. And in that, just that in, in, an, in it of itself is almost enough evidence for the girls to go, oh, well, he must have something going for him. So if you, just, if you can part with $70 a month, well, then I, I really think it's worth it from guy's perspective because I found personally that my uh, success rate, inverted commas, my success rate with women on these sites went up about, I think I wrote in the book, I think it went about 300% um, and I got a, a reply rate. Just We're talking about just a reply rate to your text messages that you send to the girls. I got a reply rate of like 65%. Whereas on traditional sites like Tinder and Bumble and all that kind of stuff, you know, and other dating sites, I was getting something along the lines of like three or four or five percent. So there was like a significant increase in opportunities available. With with I would also say that they were better looking. They were better looking girls as well. I've heard things like some of the women on seeking arrangements are not the most quality. That Have is, you heard that? Have you experienced that? You know, women with daddy issues. Yes. Women, even if they're not looking to necessarily get an allowance, they're still using guys. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, I would say that there is a significant percentage of girls that are on the site to almost exact revenge on guys. There's a, there's a fair amount of misandry that's going on on that side. And it's sad to see that. But I would also say that there's probably a fair amount of misogyny that's going on on that side as well. There's no excuse for it. I mean, okay, fair enough. People have their have had their own experiences in life which have led them to the decisions that they've made. However, in terms of girls using guys up, the my my whole course that's around then if you could call it a course specifically uh, teaches you how to avoid girls that are like that. And not all girls are like that. The girls that I went out with, who I actually had relationships with, weren't like that. They were just girls who were kind of jaded from their experiences with 
men thus far. And it was quite a breath of fresh air to date somebody from their perspective who wasn't a deadbeat. I think there were a lot of girls that are just used to dating deadbeats and whatever. And all you have yeah. to do is do a couple of things a bit differently, you know, like say show a woman respect by listening to them when they're talking. And, you know, that changes everything about the whole situation. What other tips do you have for guys if they want to succeed on seeking arrangements? What else can they do? Right. Uh, I would say that the main tip... And other that, things to look out for as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the main thing that people have to be very aware of is that you've just got to learn how to be able to play what, whatever's in front of you or whoever's in front of you. So what I mean by that is that I think there's a stigma attached to girls who are on seeking arrangements. Like they're all the same. They all have daddy issues. They all kind of like cut from the same cloth or stamps out of the same mold. But if experience taught me anything, and I went on like 40 dates while I was on there for the six months that I did my salt dating journey on there, or my sugar dating journey on there. One thing, the main thing that I found was that all of these girls were completely different from one another. They all had completely different backgrounds. And being able to connect and build a rapport with these girls, regardless of what their backgrounds were, was absolutely essential to your success. So I think that any guys out there who are considering going on seeking arrangements, you can treat it exactly the same as like any, any other dating app that you're on. However, the girls do come also with the added baggage that you, you kind of, there's an expectation from the girls going into the date. And if you can be able to read those girls effectively of what their true needs and wants are in life, instead of it just being money, like they, they may have, as you say, they may have daddy issues, so they may be looking for um, some sort of approval by a, a, a strong-centered male figure, for example. So if you can give them that throughout the night, then that's really all that they need instead of, you know, instead of the money. Is there anything else you think that would work in terms of being able to attract some of these women on there? Is it just that? Oh, like, what do you mean? Like, is, is that... Like is it like a one trick pony kind of thing? Uh, I mean, it sounds it sounds amazingly simple. <laughs> just go on there, filter out the women who are looking for money, money. which mm. usually I think you said they they say it on their profiles, and then you just listen to them and talk to them, and voila, is that it? <laughs> well, it's never that simple because people aren't simple; they're extremely complex. Everybody. Is uh, like uh, like everybody has like a backstory. Uh, everybody has their own kind of like distinguishing needs and wants and different uh, experiences throughout their life. And so, as I said, I, I know that it sounds very simple when I just say, "Oh, you just play whatever you know. You just play whatever is in front of you." But that requires a hell of a lot of uh, introspection or like being able to read what somebody. Is really all about. Is Any examples? Um, I'm trying to think of one. Well, when I, ah, okay, here's a here's a perfect example, which comes from my book. Uh, I ended up going out for uh, a period of time with a girl who I had no idea, but she was quite a large. Uh, she had quite a big following on Instagram. Um, I guess you could say that she was like a 
fitspo model kind of thing, but she had quite a big uh, following on Instagram. And I met her from uh, Seeking Arrangements. And it was very, like, at the start, she came across as your typical, you know, girl power, you know, very strong, independent uh, woman. She was like 22, by the way. And when I met her, she she was the most meekest, mildest person, shyest person I'd I'd ever met. She was like terrified. And then through my experience and my dating her ongoing, it came out that like she had had a lot of bad experiences with men. Her, like her her experiences with males was just a train wreck stemming from things that had happened to her in her childhood. I mean, and one thing that was really interesting that I had, that I found out about her was that um, I think a lot of guys, when they see uh, like a girl with a lot of, you know, Instagram followers and everything like that, it, they think that it's all about like seeking the approval or validation and attention from a lot of men. But one thing that I found out that was very interesting about this particular girl was that it wasn't about validation or attention-seeking. It was more about controlling the way that men perceived her because she, in her past she'd experienced times where she was out of control of her own body, if you can read into what I'm saying, uh, because of what men were doing to her. And so I know this is getting all very psycho babble kind of stuff, but it it really that's okay. We we can use the words to <laughs> to, to not guess. Are we talking about the R word? Yes. Um, Got it. So that had happened to her quite regularly from women from men who were terrible, yes, yeah, significant in her life, and the way that she her coping mechanism was this uh, ability to kind of like build herself into something desirable and then controlling the way that she was perceived by men uh, in that way. So it was all about control. It had nothing to do with attention seeking or anything like that because she was so, and the reason why I say that is because she was so, she was so uh, focused and diligent about how she sculpted her body and the way that she uh, looked, looked after her body that it was obvious that it was all about it. There was control behind it, not attention-seeking. So that was very interesting. So that just goes to show that you can't just judge a book by its cover, <laughs> that everybody's like quiet. Uh, there's a lot of nuance involved in dating and everything. Sure, you might think a woman like that is like super confident. You know, she's maybe even uh, a bitch. You know, those yeah. are the stereotypes behind women who are very attractive. Mm. On the on Instagram and have a lot of followers, but you're saying that wasn't necessarily the case. No, no. Um, and I actually met another girl who was pretty much the carbon copy of that one later on, who had all the exact same <laughs> um, kind of like a what was he called? Like features, I guess, about her uh, behavioral traits and everything. So yes, I know I'm kind of like uh, being sounding a bit hypocritical that you know you got to play what's in front of you, but there's always like nuances involved in like the, the the two, their two um, stories, but it, it was quite interesting to see that these girls that appear very beautiful and like super confident on Instagram and everything, a lot of it is just to you know cover up some sort of deficit that they feel in other areas of their lives. Insecurities, yeah, mm. absolutely, yeah. So, so yeah, that was very that was very interesting to me. But yeah, as I say, uh, all the girls they came from. Very different backgrounds, all of them. 
some of them were fairly well well off and some of them were not so well off. And a lot of them I ended up, I think it's very easy to kind of treat them as just, um, you know, commodities, these women. But like if you actually bother to actually spend any time with them, they, they all have a story that's actually quite interesting. And a lot of them are quite, you know, you end up feeling sorry for them a lot of the times because they have led such troublesome lives. It kind of sucks, you know. Uh, but that, however, that's not to say that you need to take on their problems. You know, their problems are still theirs and it's still theirs to, theirs to fix. Like you're not responsible for fixing their problems for them. And I think that's, you have to keep that in mind when you're on a site like uh, Seeking Arrangements because a lot of the time these women will be looking for someone to save them um, and that's not your job and you have to have strong boundaries in order to you know, maintain your, um, your position on that kind of stuff. Any red flags to look out for? I would say when like trying to find women who are worth dating on um, seeking arrangements. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. In particular, like I would say, pay very close attention to the amount of effort that they put into their profiles. Um, a lot of them are just... Because seeking arrangements has a strong policy against any kind of uh, prostitution or escorting on the site. And so a lot of these girls, they'll put up a like a single picture with a very short uh, brief on like what they are. Like, it might be like a one-line thing. And they always say you haven't put in a lot of effort. And the reason why they're not putting a lot of effort in is because they keep getting their sites taken down because guys are going, nah, that's a prostitute that gets taken down. And then they pop up again in like a week's time, you know, with a different, um, a different name. So I think girls who just have sort of like normal photos and not like overly sexualized photos, on their profile are a good indicator that they might be worth having a look into. But yeah, it becomes very apparent just during your initial conversations with, uh, with women that whether they're like just in it for the money, it will become very, uh, very apparent. A lot, one question, however, I will say that a lot of them are asked, a lot of them ask is like, what are you looking for? They're basically trying to see if you're amenable to the idea of giving them an allowance up front because a lot of the guys will just like offer the allowance up front and it's just like, well, why would you do that? Like, why would, the only reason why you would do that uh, as a guy is because you didn't think you had anything else to offer them. And so they're, they're, they're fishing for that. A lot of the girls, quite a few of the girls on the site are what I would call sirens, like as a kind of like a reference to like uh, Homer's Odyssey, the poem Homer's Odyssey, uh, where the sirens were, I'm not too sure if you're familiar with you know, the, the mythology behind it, like the sirens were, you know, these uh, women who lured uh, sailors to become shipwrecked on their island and then they basically ate them. And I use that as sort of like an analogy to a lot of these girls on the sites that they do lure them in with their uh, guys in with their beauty. And then when they're bought in straight away, because a lot of guys just buy in straight away into a, a girl just because based on their physical appearance, and then they get themselves into all sorts of trouble. And that's like a lot of the time, that's when they come to me going, oh, you know, I'm trying to stop giving my girlfriend, inverted commas, an allowance. Like how do I go about doing that? 
And it's just like, well, geez, how do you get yourself in that situation? <laughs> yeah, that's place? like asking the question, like, how do you uh, uh, get out of the friend zone? It's like, well, we got to have you not get in there in the first place. That's that's the big thing, right? Mm. Yeah, it's it's really when it comes down to it, it's all about acting attractive and not acting unattractive and giving money right at the start, contrary to, I think, what a lot of these guys think, is an extremely unattractive behavior to just start throwing money at girls like right from the beginning. If, as soon as you do that, you can kind of like kiss any kind of chance of any kind of genuine desire. You can kiss all that goodbye once you've done that. And anyway, like even a lot of these guys, like they'll start paying the girls money and then they'll, they'll try to back out of it. But then they're kind of like, I don't know if this guy, if this girl actually likes me or not. And it's like, well, of course you don't because you've started paying the money. Like now you've right. kind of like muddied the water. Most likely she desire. doesn't like you, right? Yeah. Most likely she doesn't. Well, uh, okay. This, this is one thing that I would say is that I would say that the girl probably likes them, but she also likes the money that comes with it. But, you know... She it, probably likes the money more. <laughs> because if that guy were to be like, I'm going to be done paying you, I would just guesstimate and nine times out of ten, the woman's gonna be is gonna say bye bye. Well, if, I, if you set it up like that, yeah. Well, I, I would say to the only way that you'll know as a guy whether she does actually like you or not is by making that call, having the balls to make that call, and going, you know what, I don't like this whole allowance thing. We can keep dating, but I'm not doing that. And then to see what she does, because a lot of these guys are like, you know, I can't tell if she actually likes me or not. You know, she's saying and doing all the things, the right things you know, to make me think she is, but I can't tell now. And so, so I have to keep saying to them, well, the only way you can know is by cutting off the allowance and seeing what she does. Cutting it off in a, in a loving way, don't just go, you know, I'm cutting your allowance off, you know, just deal with it. Do it in a, in a, in a loving, affectionate way and just see what she does. You know? how, because how else are you going to know? Sure. Okay, so now... You let's just say you sign up for seeking arrangement. What would be your advice for best practices for your profile? Well, I would say one thing is be honest. I, I don't like the idea of carrying lies because uh, yeah, I think uh, I can't remember it was like Ernest Hemingway or somebody I can't remember who it was said something along the lines of uh, I'm obviously paraphrasing here, but if you like, if you have a if you Tell the truth all the time, then you don't have to keep, you know, remembering all the lies that you, you know, that you've told. So, lying is a lot harder. We'll just put it that way. Yeah, <laughs> there's an easier way to say it. lying about everything is a lot harder. So, I think it's important to establish very clear right at the start that, you know, what you're looking for. You don't have to say I'm not going to be giving anybody any money, but just. Say that you're on there, you know, for some sort of meaningful. I would say that I, you know, I'm on here for some sort of to try to develop some sort of meaningful relationship. That in itself will get rid of, you know, a lot of the girls who are just covert prostitutes. Just in that, they won't contact you. Um, COVID prostitutes. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so that would be uh, one of the main things I would say, and keep it. Yeah, like I, maybe your audience is probably uh, a bit younger than my audience. So you don't really have to. Uh, I mean, the way that it's got set up with income, like there's an income 
thing that you can choose, like, you know, $100,000, $250,000, $500,000. I mean, that's all, you could, I mean, you can almost put anything there, but keep it like reasonable. Like I didn't lie. I didn't lie about like how much I, I make. Uh, and it didn't really matter because I don't even think the girls really look at it. The ones that are actually serious about, you know, establishing a good, you know, like an actual meaningful relationship with somebody. So I would say that right the same as that you would in a, you know, on like a, any kind of dating. A regular dating yeah, app. Yeah, re- re- treat Don't it like a regular it dating app. Yeah. 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 And just see what comes of it. You're not going to get every single girl, like, you know, look at a girl and go, oh, and become fixated on a particular girl because her photos are fantastic and whatever. You're not going to get every girl that you're uh, attracted to, but you might get some of them. And I would say that, you know, if depending on how much effort you put in, you'll be rewarded. You know, all you got to do is like stand out a little bit more than the, the other guys who put basically zero effort into. For most people on on any dating app site puts absolutely no effort into their profile. So all you got to do is be slightly different and put some effort into your dating uh, into your dating profile and you'll actually reap the benefits quite quickly. Interesting and, how that works, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Like uh, and and I would say don't just say that you're um you know that you have a good sense of humor. You have to kind of like be able to demonstrate. You have to show not instead of tell when you're um when you're trying to write your uh your profile. So like instead yeah, of saying stay away from vague sentences and and just being very general and vanilla doesn't really get you anywhere. Yeah. Kind of more specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would also and I would say like in during any conversation with anybody, it should be for example, if you you can't just say, Oh, I have a good sense of humor. You have to demonstrate that you've got a good sense of humor. You have to demonstrate through your actions who you are instead of just telling them straight out that you're this type of person because like you could how the hell do they know what you're like right Mm. and anyone can say that too yeah exactly it's like okay so you say you got a good sense of humor well show me that you've got a good sense of humor i like that what else what are the tips you got for guys who want to try this out as a platform to use to meet women Okay, so I would say that I really like one one thing that has to be said in all this is that looks do matter. I'm not going to lie. Um, like, you, if you're completely out of shape and you've been playing computer games in your mom's basement, then no amount of game is going to help you. So, uh, one thing that I impress upon um, clients and whatever is that you've got to get yourself in shape mentally and physically and emotionally. And the whole idea about this is just to uh, build your confidence. And then it's almost as if like seeking arrangements, using seeking arrangements is like a, a fast track to, if this is your goal, to uh, sleeping with very attractive women. So I would always say that you need to almost you need to focus on your inner game before you go out and try and seduce any women from anywhere, like on the streets if you're day gaming or like whatever. That has to be your main point of focus. Your your point of focus can't be external to yourself. Your main focus should be like on improving yourself every day, and, and that in itself will just draw better quality people to you. So 
the whole idea of seeking arrangements is more or less a, a vehicle to get you the the experience and the the evidence that you can attract beautiful women to yourself. But I would say that it would be very hard to find a long-term relationship from somebody from seeking arrangements. So, but if you've got the knowledge that, oh yes, I can actually do it, I can actually attract pretty girls to me, well then you can just that's going to carry over into your like normal dating life with anybody else. Just, you know, you may start improving your social circles. I'm a very big believer in social game, like social circle game, just building up your social circle around you and that providing a lot of um, uh, a lot of opportunities for you to just, you know, be around people who are like-minded to you. So seeking arrangements should never be considered the end game. It should be like the beginning of your journey to uh, confidence, to building up confidence. It's like a, it's like a learning platform. Interesting. Okay. What's your, before we wrap up, what is your number one tip for inner game? Oh, you're giving me some <laughs> questions I got to think about. Uh, I would say that for inner game, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this that there's the old Chinese proverb of if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, but if you teach a man to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. So, what I mean by that is that uh, this is probably not really answering your question, but I think it's a very important thing to understand to do within a game is that if you're not going to put the time and effort into yourself and invest into yourself, well, you're just going to take that money and have to invest in somebody else to get them to be attracted to you. And I think that you have to understand that. So it's, it's more important to... if build up the skills within yourself, then, and then you can take that and use that, that ability to attract people with any girl that you meet off the street rather than have to just, like every girl that you meet, you have to fork out money in order for them to, uh, you know, uh, to become amenable to you. And I think that's very important. So like in a game is much more Effect, cost effective than outer game, I suppose you, you could call it. Like focusing on what the other person wants is never more uh, is never more time and cost efficient than inner game is. Okay, very nice, Stuart. Well said. I like and agree with a lot of the things that you said here, mm-hmm. and I think it is very interesting hearing it from the perspective of using a website like Seeking Arrangements. So, mm-hmm. before we wrap up. Tell the guys that are listening if they want to learn more about you, where they can find you, and if there's anything else you want to say that you help guys with. Okay, well, uh, you can find me, everything about me, my book, Here Be Dragons, everything, my channel, links to my channel on YouTube. You can find everything at cwconfidence.com. Everything's available for that. I've got a pretty uh, extensive collection of videos that anybody can watch. yeah, thanks very much for having me, Kramer. Very much appreciated. Yeah. yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for coming on. I'll put those that information in the show notes. And Stuart, it was a very interesting conversation. Thanks for doing it. Great. Thanks, mate. Cheers.